BDO's core purpose is helping people thrive every day. And this podcast is intended to do just that. We cover a variety of topics from the recruiting process to life at BDO, building your personal brand, and more in hopes that college students and recent grads will thrive as they navigate their own path from campus to career. The podcast is for educational purposes and unrelated to BDO job openings. Hello and welcome everyone. This is episode one of our first series, This is BDO. Kicking things off today are Tamara Pumphrey, campus recruiter, with a very special guest, Kathy Moy, Chief People Officer at BDO. Thank you for the introduction, Karina, and thank you to Kathy for joining us today. A little background, Kathy Moy has been with BDO for over 18 years, and like Karina said, is our Chief People Officer, and yes, we do have a CPO. People here are at the core of how we do business at BDO, so it only makes sense that we have Kathy dedicated to just that. So today we're going to talk about how BDO kept its core purpose, values, and commitment to students through the COVID-19 pandemic. So Kathy, my first question for you, how has COVID-19 impacted the firm regarding employees? Yeah, thanks, Tamara. It's, boy, it's been a wild ride for everybody, right? Everybody around the world, and certainly for us, it's, it's about doing a lot of the same things, but doing them differently. So staying safe first and foremost, and and figuring out once we have everybody in a safe place, how we make people productive and in a position to deliver the high quality services our clients are accustomed to. So that's what stays the same, taking care of each other, supporting the safety of people, delivering high quality client service. Now, what that looks like in a pandemic is different, right? So, boy, we had to form a crisis response team a cross-functional team to meet several times a week, first thing in the morning, to make operational decisions that need to be made day by day from our everybody work from home mandate to very slowly entertaining the possibility of opening offices again, but many, many decisions in between. You know, when I think about people at the the newer end of their career, our, our intern program, there was no way we were not going to commit to the universities and students in the way we had promised to fulfill them with a rewarding internship. But boy, that's that's got its own challenges when you're working from your bedroom in most cases. So creating a different kind of experience that's still meaningful when you can't literally be together to have fun and to teach and to work on client work. So that was different. Um, we did, as I say, do a work from home mandate where we asked, told everyone to go home, shelter in place, stay safe, follow your local and state rules, and tell us what you need to be effective. Tell us if you need another screen, another monitor for your computer. Tell us if you need a Wi-Fi hub. Tell us what you need to be able to operate from where you are. And then we just checked in on people very continuously to make sure they were enabled and had what they needed and the help they needed to, to get through it. And so it took its economic toll on every organization in America. Our industry is more resilient than most. For that, we're grateful, but but we take our hits too. Um, And that's one of the places core values come into play. You know, what do you do? Do you lay people off? Do you do something else? We chose something else. And that was we all took a pay reduction. The partners, of course, more than everyone else, as as it should be. Um, But all of our employees took a pay reduction to to share, right? to share in what we needed to save, to have staying power, 
and preserve our capacity and and preserve the livelihoods of all of our performing employees. So that was our choice, we think, consistent with our core values to get through this. Hold hands and, well, <laughs> you don't hold hands anymore, but to stay close and get, get through the, the challenges together. So we did that. And then we did a lot more things virtually. The summertime is when we're usually attending national training conferences and attending a partners meeting and getting ready for our fall leadership conference. And we, like everyone, paused all of those things. So everything's virtual, just like students have taken a lot of virtual classes. We've done a lot of virtual meetings and a lot delivered a lot of virtual training and done a lot of performance evaluations virtually and everything that was important to us still got done. We still need to support people's learning and development and performance and goal setting. And so we stayed the course with all that, but we had to do it differently. That's not so bad. When you know what's important to you and you have good programs and good people executing them, and just executing them a little bit differently is manageable, we found. And thanks to our investments in technology over the years, we were pretty much able to pivot overnight. Took some getting used to, but we were pretty much able to pivot overnight. So that's a bit about a little tour of the sausage factory on some decision making and some tactics we use to keep our workforce in place and you know, face the challenges through a very long pandemic period that we're still enduring. Absolutely. Well, and I was going to add to, I mean, from my perspective, it really did feel like we were able to shift to being working from home overnight. I mean, we already had the infrastructure in place. It was a matter of you just don't have to wake up and shower today. We had a pretty, in my opinion, easy shift to be able to work from home. And granted, that was a big change for our culture, right? Our culture is very much built on relationships, which are so much easier to do in person. But I really think it was beautiful to see our culture shift to virtual, virtual socials, you know, virtual town hall meetings, virtual meetings with clients. I mean, literally everything felt like it just shifted and hopped over to a digital platform fairly seamlessly. So at least from my end, I mean, I really can't attest to to that shift and how how easy it felt despite everything going on. And something you touched on too is our summer internship program. And that was something I think we really agreed to stay dedicated to our people and our people, including incoming interns. So converting our summer internship program to completely virtual, our summer leadership program, Pathway to Success, that was also completely virtual. And Kathy, you've been involved in that program for a while now. So I guess from your perspective, what did you think of our summer leadership program this year? Well, I thought it was amazing. I thought the students were amazingly engaged and it went really, really well. It, it, what what I hadn't thought about going into it is, boy, if you can do it virtually, you can scale it, right? There's, there's only so much room if you go to a hotel ballroom and do an event. But if it's virtual, then people don't need to fly. They don't need to pay for airfare. We don't need to have a bigger ballroom. It's just, you know, we, we can scale up and, and get to meet virtually get to meet a whole lot more people and let them get to meet us. So it had a an absolute silver lining. I think it went really well. And when you talk about the internships, my reflection there is people got to do some things, students got to do some, some things that they don't normally get to do because we thought we don't know exactly what client work is going to look like. We don't know how much there'll be 
clients will slow down or they won't slow down. So I know the, the recruiting team did a great job getting an inventory of, boy, if there's some projects around the firm that interns could get involved in, that might be cool. And first thinking, let's keep some people busy. But at the back end of it, we heard back from the interns like, wow, I got to work on some things I never would have imagined. And now I have some new skills and that's super cool. And I got to meet some new people. So I think, again, there are bright spots and silver linings in all of the challenges we've navigated for sure. Absolutely. And with those side projects too, I mean, we had interns working outside of their business lines of audit or core tax and working with campus recruiting or marketing or communications. So definitely talk about a way to get involved in different aspects of the firm. I mean, that was a little bit easier to do now that we've been in this virtual environment, which has been great. So with all of this change, everything that we've kind of shifted from and to, how do you anticipate it will affect things in the future? If only I could anticipate. But I'll say this, it's going to be something different from what was and different from what is. Maybe that means it's something in the middle, but glasses half full outlook. Boy, we, we have this pause. And now we get to create new the way we want it. We don't need to convince people one little change at a time. How about if we try this and this and this? We've we've got a completely clear palette, right? We can just say, we're not in the offices at all right now. So what does that look like? What do we think that should feel like in the future? And we're starting with a really clean slate. So I, I don't want to even suppose it because I think it should percolate just like our core values did, it should percolate from the views of many, not from an executive team meeting where we decide the future, but let's go out and listen. Let's go to campuses and talk to students. Let's go to within our own ranks and talk to people in different disciplines and geographies and let's listen and learn and design something that's better than what was even and not what is, but let's let's open up our minds completely wide and, and embrace this as an opportunity to create a new future together. So I wouldn't I wouldn't want to anticipate because I think that might close my mind a little. I have some thoughts and I'm really interested in some active listening so we can co-create the future because the younger you are, the more of the future belongs to you. So I want to hear all the voices on that. Well, and I think that really supports the entrepreneurial aspect of how we view our people too. I mean, Something that I think I've always seen and been a part of is that if you want to be involved and you have an opinion about something, there's no one hushing you up. You know, you're invited to have discussions with office managing partners. You're invited to join our inclusion efforts to talk about bringing more diversity to the workplace, having crucial conversations that support those healthy discussions and healthy work environments. So I think that absolutely supports, you know, we want more people to be involved in those discussions. And I think especially now, more people are willing to have those discussions and engage in those conversations. So despite how we may feel a little disconnected with everything being virtual, I I think it's been awesome to continue to see that BDOers still have that voice and want to use it. I sure hope so, because, you know, I'd like to sort of take that up even one more notch from what you described about you're invited. I'd like to get it to you're you're expected. I don't mean that in a pressure kind of way, but but if we have you and, and every person in a state where we are each bringing our whole self to work and feel comfortable and safe doing that, that comes with perspectives that are 
different for so many reasons from everybody else's. And if you feel the need to shush up or to conform to what you think the norm is, you haven't only compromised yourself. I think you've compromised your contribution to the organization because you've sort of stolen the the possibility for us to consider that voice as something we could do better. So don't make the decision that your next idea wouldn't be accepted or wouldn't be welcome or or whatever. We need all the good ideas on the table. So so I hope we arrive at a place if we've not already that everyone feels very comfortable and safe and them, you know, being their full selves and bringing their full views to to the table, regardless of position or tenure, because that's where we get the best products. The more diverse the experiences and perspectives, the better the product of our ideas. I completely agree with you. Well, let's shift maybe a little bit to our working from home. So now everyone's working remotely. How has your personal experience been working from home? Yeah, my um, my variety of venues now uh, toggles between the dining room and the, and various porches of the house for changes of scenery. This was, in a way, a huge change for me. My work lifestyle was on a plane every week to somewhere pre-pandemic. I flew back from London. I think it was March 13th. And I think I've been to the grocery store and the drugstore since then, like everybody else in America. So that seems really dramatic. But I have to tell you, because we're so enabled and because I work in virtual teams, like the three of us work together, right? And we live in three different cities and that feels very natural to me. So my working with remote teams, I have a lot of experience with. There is nobody who reports to me who lives in the city in which I live. And the person I report to does not live in the city in which I live. So virtual teams are, are a reality. And I think that's very comfortable for me now. It's different to be at one point, I was in the house with three college age daughters attending three universities with three streams and three bedrooms. And my husband, who is not accustomed to seeing me 24 seven, and the dog is the most confused having so many friends. So it's, it's a different experience, but in some ways the same, the venue's different, the work is the same. So it's been very comfortable. It was actually less of an adjustment and we didn't have to upgrade our Wi-Fi. It's still holding up. Absolutely. Well, and along those lines, I guess, is there any advice you could offer to any of our folks that are possibly going to remote onboard? Yeah, uh, sure. I'd say one, relax, right? The one the one sort of good thing is first people didn't want to be on video and now everybody got over themselves. And they don't feel they have to especially prepare for that in any physical way, right? They also people used to get really upset with themselves or their children or embarrassed if somebody crossed behind the screen or the kid shows up, you know, leaning over the computer. And we have learned to find all of that very real and very endearing. Somebody caught me during one of our board meetings. I was muted, but snapping my fingers at one of my kids to remember to close the door behind her. And I got called out on it via text, <laughs> laughing at me, uh, snapping my fingers at my kids. But And I laughed back because, you know, we got to we have to keep our humor about us and not be uptight about the little things that we used to think were important. So I think everyone's just relaxed and accepted and really embraced the realities of where you're working from and what that might look like and who might be in the room. And it just it just doesn't matter. We're all really human living very real lives. And, you know, I'm having a little glimpse of each other's realities has not been the worst thing for getting to know each other a little bit more and understanding where somebody's coming from a little bit more. So I think it's actually strengthened some of our relationships and and created a, maybe a more empathetic universe. You know, when we all go to the office, it's sort of a very level playing field and you don't know what people have left behind in their homes. And this is different from that, not all in a bad way. So 
you know, to the interns and, and new employees onboarding, I'd say, A, relax, whatever happens that you didn't plan to, don't worry about it. Somebody starts vacuuming, don't worry about it. <laughs> things, things happen in real world, right? And then I'd say just show up. And I mean that in the most polite way, but show up. Um, there's, you can be passively involved, when, especially when distance. But if you're invited to participate in something, say yes more than you say no. If you have a question, find a way to ask it. Whether it's a chat room or a phone call or a, a something, but don't allow yourself the opportunity to be passive. There are going to still be ways to get engaged. And when you get engaged, you create relationships. And those relationships are the basis for experiences and coaching and peer mentoring. And, and they are foundational. So actively look for and accept what's presented to you as ways to get involved and create connections. You just might need to be slightly more deliberate about it because somebody isn't going to be passing by where you're working and say, let's grab lunch. So you have to be a little more deliberate about it, but we'll serve up ways to make that possible. I just say, keep your eyes open for them and embrace them as they arrive. Fantastic. I think those are great pieces of advice for us to end on today too. So thank you so much for your time. We of course really appreciate you sharing how BDO has maintained its values during all of this. So thank you, Kathy. It is absolutely my pleasure. It has been our compass. I'll say if we don't have, if we did not have strategy and a core purpose and values, I'm not sure how we would have navigated the pandemic. So that's my business advice to the universe. I'm very glad we have them and very glad to spend some time with you all today. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Students Who Know on iTunes or Spotify. You don't want to miss out. And for more information on careers at BDO, go to our website, www.bdo.com careers and follow hashtag BDO intern life on your favorite social channels.